Welcome to Botter's News Podcast. This podcast is all about staying ahead of the curve through the implementation of personalized one-on-one conversations with your audience. We focus on designing personas, the conversations they are having, and the technology that is enabling the dialogue. Here are your hosts, Hans and Jerome. Hi, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Bodice Muse podcast. We are very privileged because today we have Arnav Patel of TARS, the chatbots, with us. Hi, Arnav. How are you doing? Hey, Hans. I'm doing well. I'm great, doing great. Well. Thanks hey. for having me on. Yeah, well, hey, thanks a lot. It was a little bit difficult with scheduling. My bad, but great. <laughs> that you're no, that's here. okay. Yeah, time zones and stuff. So, uh, yeah, we're just, of course, talking about LA and that you're based there. Of course, I'm in Belgium. So yep. the, the COVID stuff. So sorry to hear that uh, that the stuff is not uh, going better. Uh, in, here it's the same in Belgium. Actually, we're also having increases again. So uh, very, uh, yeah, very concerning. Nevertheless, Indeed. yeah. Just to start off, could you uh, just uh, introduce yourself and tell a little bit about how you got into the bot business? Sure. Uh, so. As you know, Hans, I am a marketer at DARS. Uh, we are a company that helps businesses improve their convert. Well, let's let's put it this way: we're a business that helps people improve their user engagement uh, using chatbots, and we have a proprietary chatbot building tool that helps you build web-based and WhatsApp chatbots. Um, now, when I say boost user engagement, that sounds extremely vague, but in real terms, what that means is. Uh, We primarily work with marketing and customer experience teams uh, to essentially get more of their customers' attention. So on the marketing side, what that looks like is uh, people click on your ads, people land on your page however they do, uh, and we ensure using chatbots that more of them submit their lead information with you Mm -hmm. when you use a chatbot than if you weren't using the chatbot and you were just using a regular landing page or form. We can get into how that works a little later. Uh, and then on the customer experience side, uh, it's it's more an, an automation play. So if, if we're talking about things like customer service, customer support, uh, it's about how many, how many customer service tickets can we automate before they hit your call center to reduce your wait time. And those are the two verticals we've really found a sweet spot in. Those are the two ones we, we help businesses primarily um, to, I guess, improve their user engagement. That's the sort of vague statement I go with to begin no, with. No, no, no. Cool, cool, and cool. I also saw on yeah, I also saw on your website because yeah, you you call them verticals and that's great. Uh, I, I try to figure a little bit out, but on the website you you mention or you you present a little bit more on the solution side, right? In in in, in like in finance and stuff that more particular. Could you share a little bit in that area on what then the focus would be with these two main segments? Sure, sure. Um, so in the finance segment, so we primarily work with B2C service companies. That's that's where we've really found our sweet spot. Um, now, when I say B2C service companies, I mean things like finance, mortgages, insurance, legal, uh, anything where someone is selling directly to the, I mean, it's implicit in the term B2C finance, uh, or sorry, sorry, B2C services, but anything where a business is selling directly to a consumer, but they're not selling a, a tangible product, they're selling more sure. of a service. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. yeah. 
Yeah, and in 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 most of these in most of these use cases in the B two C services use cases, we found that uh, lead generation traditionally has been the primary use case. Uh, mm-hmm. So a lot of our customers use our bots, for example, in their Google Ads campaigns. So when people click on their Google Ads campaigns, they either drop people directly onto a web-based chatbot, so a conversational landing page, where mm-hmm. instead of the user interacting with this traditional landing page where they read through a bunch of text, where they fill out a lead capture form, they are instead dropped directly into a conversation with a chatbot that captures their lead mm-hmm. and answers a few questions with them. So it merges a little bit with the customer service use case I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, or they have a chatbot widget on their page where they might click on the the user might click on the widget and then convert into a lead that way. Mm-hmm. Or if they have a question, get that clarified through the chatbot and then convert using the form on the page. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so that's more uh, in the upper side of the funnel, turning leads into uh, tangible people. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right, 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 right. Hey, we, we talk in the bot implementation formula about some pitfalls that we train our clients. And, um, and there are some. Uh, that we believe are, are critical to avoid. Could you could you share a little bit? Uh, we don't want to go, of course, go into too negative, but could you give some tips on what uh, the biggest pitfalls that you see that could happen? Not that you guys that implement, but that hap- that's happening and how your clients want to approach a project. Could you share that a little bit and give some insights in that? Yeah, definitely. I, I think that the... I mean, I've been talking about this a lot with uh, with other people in the industry, and it seems to be a recurring theme, but it seems like the biggest issue that people have when they're making chatbots, when they're first getting into the chatbot space, is they don't know how to think in terms of a conversation. The idea of designing a conversation, so to speak, is very new to a lot of marketers, to a lot of customer service executives they haven't really done it before so the closest thing they can do is fall back on what they do know so building a landing page building a traditional knowledge base and unfortunately those skills are not perfectly transferable because the sorts of skills you need to write copy for say a traditional landing page are not the same sorts of skills that you need to write a conversation because Mm -hmm. unlike in a traditional landing page, conversations with the chatbot are bounded essentially by the rules of human etiquette. Because when you're talking to a chatbot, when a user is talking to a chatbot, they think that they are talking to someone or something on the other end that's vaguely human in nature. <laughs> so they expect right. that hum- they expect that being to talk like a human being. They expect it to behave like a human being, and a lot of businesses, in my experience, forget that. Uh, mm-hmm. So this often looks like things which a lot of people might think of as cosmetic. I'll give you just one example. When people build chatbots, I've noticed that a lot of people don't acknowledge the user's input. So if you're getting into a lead generation flow, um, they land on your chatbot and without, without any, without any lead up to it, they're just like, what's your name? (laughs) What's your email? Mm -hmm but that's not really how it works in a conversation. Like if you as a human being were talking to that person, that's not how you would message them. Uh, You probably first, they land on the page, they indicate that they want a free consultation or they want uh, to take you up on your offer and share share their information so that you can follow up with them. 
um, then you say, great, thank you. Um, let's get started. Mm-hmm. Maybe you ask them their name because in my experience, if you're talking to someone for the first time, first thing you ask is their name. After they give you their name, you acknowledge that input by saying something like, nice to meet you, Arnav, or nice to meet you, Hans. And then mm-hmm. you ask the next question um, instead of the approach which a lot of people take where they're used to making forms, they're used to making landing pages, they just ask the questions straight up and it feels more like an interrogation than it does an actual conversation. Completely yeah, under from, from interrogation to conversation. That's a, that's a great exactly. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the form, it's it's not so uh, interactive. Yeah, yeah. No, no, marvelous, uh, marvelous uh, uh, feedback and and uh, and uh, and tip on the on on that pitfall. So so on the on the on the formula, just uh, we we, uh, we of course look at the projects and and uh, and look at the, the the journey and the conversations. And you already mentioned something, of course, about the the upper side of the of the funnel with with leads capturing. Could you share a little bit? And I saw them also some some great cases on your website. Could you share uh, like a project? Uh, with us, uh, that is a great, um, a great project to share uh, on 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 from a business uh, point of view. Of course, on what what it would, would have brought or what it brings the business, and for for whom it was for, and where in the journey you played a role. You mentioned already about, of course, lead capturing, but perhaps we could dig a little bit deeper for the listeners to to understand a little bit better on where in the journey that exactly is, and how you then convert these people. Sure. So I'll actually share. I'll, I'll actually share with you two separate use cases, uh, or two separate deployments, really briefly, just to give you a sort of range of the sorts of people we work with. Right. Uh, so the first one, um, there is a. This is a case study we have on our website, but I think it's a great case study just because it shows that you can use chatbots in a variety of different contexts. People tend to pigeonhole them a little bit, uh, but a small auto shop, an auto repair shop, they do oil changes, they do um, to fix your flats, they fix your windshields. They were having, they were having a deal on their oil change offering, uh, and the digital marketer who runs their ads for them—it's this tiny little auto shop somewhere in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, cool. The the digital marketer who 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 runs their ad campaigns for them also runs a one-man, you know, the sort of like one-man show digital marketing mm-hmm. agency where he's the only guy. He helps small businesses get on the web, get leads through the web. Um, he had a subscription to our builder. Uh, and essentially what he did was he replaced his traditional landing page mm-hmm. with a chatbot. So people would click, people would look up oil change in, I think it was Sun City, Arizona. Uh, those are the keywords he was looking at. Uh, right. People would look that up. His ad would pop up at the beginning. They'd click on the ad. Mm-hmm. After clicking on the ad, they'd be dropped directly into a conversation with one of our web-based chatbots. No landing mm-hmm. page, uh, no middleman, just straight to the chatbot. The chatbot would say, hey, looks like you're interested in our oil change deal. Um, can I collect a few details from you? The user presses an opt-in button. After they do that, it collects a few details. Um, I think before it collects a few details, it gives them the option when they have the opt-in, it gives them the option of asking a question. So when you say, I have a question, it shows you Mm -hmm. a bunch of FAQs. Uh, We found that that's a great practice. We were just talking about best practices. That's a great practice to incorporate even in lead generation bots. A lot of people have uncertainty. So if you give them a couple of FAQs to read, 
they read through those FAQs, then they click the opt-in, share all of their details about their car, their phone number, their, I don't think it was their email in this case, but their phone number, uh, and then that's a lead generated for this auto company. And I think by the end of it, they were able to increase their conversion rate by, it was either 50% or 100%. I'll have to, I'll have to double check. They were able to, either able to double it or 1.5x it. Uh, right. I don't quite remember uh, perfectly, but yeah, that was, that's, that's one use case that I'll go into briefly. The other one and, is- And uh, uh, just one question about that. Uh, not, sure. I'm always very curious. So, so before that was just a, a, a more of a landing page and immediately a, a, a form that they- would enter that details in right to to get contacted yes. or uh, in that sense was because it's very interesting that you mentioned the FAQ. So basically the the the, the questions that they might have had or or have, uh, which could be uh, be showstoppers, of course, for not contacting, not filling in the form before, uh, those were also handled by the bot. So that 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 way you build it also some more trust with the bot with the person that was uh, contacting them, right? Or how would I see that as a purpose? Uh, sorry, just to clarify, um, are you saying that the bot essentially builds a greater deal of trust than the traditional? Well, I, I was intrigued by the fact that you mentioned that there were already when they would land from Google, and perhaps I didn't understand it correctly, so pardon me, but when they land from the ad, they would come in the bot, and you mentioned also about an FAQ being there, right? Right. So, uh, so it was not directly going into the conversation on, hey, what you're doing here and uh, what do you want to do and share details, right? The, the FAQ was there as well to answer questions that they might have immediately at that point. Ah, uh, got it, got it. Okay, I understand what you're saying. So the FAQ was actually integrated into the conversation. It was sort ah. of an option that they could pick. Uh, where it was like, I have a question, and then it would show them some FAQs which they could which they could press. Um, right. Some FAQs as quick replies, which they could click to have their FAQ ans- answered in yeah, the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that was a part of what I meant, like a part of a trust builder on right. when they would have questions before right. they would enter their personal information they would at least have built trust and hey you, you, my questions were answered on on things can i make an appointment right. myself or do i have to call or uh, right yeah yeah but but that's a really interesting thing because i also see bots a lot that they immediately go from the ad start the conversation and of course focus a lot on um, on getting the information and knowing what they are looking for but sometimes yeah they even they might even have questions in general and right. the bot can help as well so it's it's right. more of a, a that's why i liked it a lot and an faq within even the bot um, lead gen huh, in the process so uh, yeah some people right. say don't do that because you lead them off with the rest uh, in this case you would inform them better uh, right. at that moment, which, uh, which you shouldn't, uh, yeah, you shouldn't be scared that they're leaving because I want to ask some questions. Right. So that's really a, a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you have another one, right. Besides the car shop. Yes. Yes. Um, so another one is, uh, we work with some of the bigger financial services companies, particularly in India, uh, mm-hmm. where a lot of our team is based. Um, and one financial services company in particular um, found that using our chatbots, they could essentially reduce their marketing team's dependence on their internal IT team. If you've ever worked at a large company, especially a large financial services company, you'll know that 
reaching out to someone outside of your specific team to get anything done is extremely <laughs> slow, especially right. if it's an IT team. Yeah. Uh, and what this, this, this company found was what this particular team, it was their credit card team, I believe, found was that before they started using chatbots, before they started using our builder, what was happening was every time they wanted to make a change to the messaging on their page, every time they wanted to make a change to their lead generation flow, they had to send a request to their IT team and they were moving way too slowly. They couldn't experiment as much as they want to. And if, you, if you've ever done digital marketing before, you'll know that experimentation is key. You can't really run a digital marketing campaign effectively unless you're able to iterate and improve your campaign as you get feedback from your customers on what's right. working and what's not working. Um, they started using our chatbots and we have a no-code builder so people within the team could make as many changes as they wanted. And essentially how they used the chatbot was they would run these text messaging campaigns primarily, but I think it was text, email, uh, and a couple of other channels where, again, instead of sending users or customers to a traditional landing page, they'd send them to a chatbot conversation. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where they started to like the product. They liked the fact that they could, they, could deploy, they could deploy changes rapidly. They could implement their experiments rapidly. They could look at the data analytics immediately, get a sense of what was going on in the chatbot, and then respond to that very quickly. And it got to the point where essentially this massive financial services company that was dealing with hundreds of millions of dollars um, of revenue every year was generating 25% of all of their credit card sales through a chatbot. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, so that's, that's of course what we also say with the, the, yeah, monitoring and testing, right? You, you right. have to look and you have to have that, that capability when you have, when you have embedded, of course, that chatbot, uh, because this was on the website, right? Uh, as well, right? You mentioned it. Yes. Uh, well, they were more standalone landing pages that would be sent out in these text campaigns. So it's like, a, if you want a credit card, click this link, and then you click the link and then it drops you into a, I think text, camp, text messaging uh, marketing is a bit, much bigger thing in India than it is in most other places. Right. Interesting. But, yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. Yeah. Great examples. Great examples. Hey, uh, we um, we often uh, teach uh, uh, our clients to uh, to make small steps because they uh, want to do a whole lot um, and uh, we want to help them to avoid that because when you do the big bang, that's, uh, that's not really what we believe. Just so um, what do you iterate to that? And could you give some examples on how you guys at least help the clients uh, to not go too fast and make it too big? You've got some tips. Sure. sure. And I can actually use an example to explain this again. And this is a little bit more of a personal example. Um, using the DARS chatbot on our website. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a couple of years ago, before we had the chatbot that we do now, which we're actually, fun fact, in the process of updating, we decided that we needed a new chatbot, and it fell upon me to make that chatbot. And I went to town on this chatbot. I tried to implement as many things as I could. I tried to make the chatbot as fancy as I could before I deployed it, mm-hmm. before understanding where the users were. Uh, I had a lead generation flow. I had FAQs in the chatbot. I had uh, a customer service flow where they could ask a question. Uh, I tried to make the chatbot do a magic trick 
quote unquote, <laughs> where it would ask them for some sort of input. I forgot what the input was. I think it had something to do with their birthday. Then it would send it to an API that did something with their birthday. I think it just like essentially calculated what their age was and then said, ah, magic. I'm a chat button. I calculated what your age is. Isn't that cool? Um, I calculated maybe their zodiac sign or something. How, how many API. days they were old, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's that's actually <laughs> that's exactly so what yeah. it was. Oh, yeah, uh, okay, we calculated cool. how many seconds they were old. Oh, seconds. Oh, even, yes. Even, yep. Even, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. uh, and it was like, oh, look at this magic trick. I just calculated how many seconds old you were. And I thought this chatbot was insanely cool. I built all of this into the chatbot before deploying it based on what I thought that the user would like, right. um, assuming what the user would like. And we deploy it, we test it out for a month, and our conversion rate on that chatbot was zero. Mm. Literally everyone who opened that chatbot, it was so complex that everyone who opened that chatbot just didn't reach the part where they shared their contact details. So people right. would come in and it was just too hard for them to reach the point where they actually generated a lead for us, mm-hmm. uh, which was obviously a shock to me. Um, After all the effort. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and that was, a, that was a really key lesson for me um, in terms of what we're talking about in terms of, in terms of iteration, uh, where after that, I sort of went back to the drawing board created a much simpler chatbot. If you go to our website right now, it's sort of on point. It, it essentially does exactly, it, it does just what is necessary. It helps mm-hmm. you capture a lead. It might show you a case study. Um, nothing too fancy, nothing too complex. Uh, something which at the beginning, if I had seen that chatbot before being deployed, I would have been like, oh, no user's going to like this. This is too boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, this mm-hmm. is too simple. And that performed way better than the one that I had produced. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. The lesson learned from that experience, obviously, is that start with something small first. Don't try to overpromise mm-hmm. with your users. Uh, because if you try to overpromise, inevitably what's going to happen is you're going to overthink the entire process. You're going to build something that's too complex for users to use um, based on an assumption that you've made about their usage behavior. Mm-hmm. So start with something small instead. Right, right. See how that small thing works and then on, build on top of that. Um, the beauty of chatbots, I was speaking to someone else in the bot space a couple of weeks back. We'll be, we'll be publishing his podcast, to, his interview to our podcast. But he was essentially saying that the beauty of chatbots is that you, you get much more insightful feedback from chatbot usage data than you do from a traditional website or landing page. With a traditional website or landing page, you're looking at heat maps, uh, you're looking at click charts, um, you're looking at all of these things and you're trying to figure out what the user is thinking in their mind. But with a chatbot, the beauty is since they're having a conversation, they're telling you what they're thinking in their mind. You can see exactly when they've dropped from the conversation. Uh, So assume that that's going to be the case. Accept that building a chatbot isn't like building a website where you sort of build it, uh, do, you quali- do quality assurance, and then deploy it, and then it's done. It's, a proce- it's more of a process. Uh, stay committed to that, and then start with something small, build on top of that.
yeah i don't know if that answers yeah. your question yeah yeah good tips yeah. good tips yeah yeah and and and, uh, and i agree also related to uh to to uh what people share um it, it, it of course in the beginning was a little bit of a of a bad in bad, bad um uh, reputation with bots and stuff um i think that's that's luckily changing uh, a little bit in the industry as there is more design uh, capabilities as you already mentioned uh, it's not a form so 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 don't act like it uh, like that um also we see of course that people are getting more used to the bots and i'm talking more about text-based chat bots right voice bots as well uh, but that's already with alexa and google home of course as well but 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 also that we see at least that we see some research as well that people really uh, share things uh, uh, definitely uh, uh, although it's a bot yeah? i even read some some research in uh, in, in 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 with 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 doctors that there were was a virtual doctor asking some questions and that they share more uh, personal stuff and about the situation that they would do in person right so uh right so uh, so yeah yeah go, go, going on to 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 the personas we, we always say start with the discovery and then second do the design and we have three components in design and and if you don't mind i would like to dig a little bit deeper we talk about persona design conversation design and of course then the technology now related to uh, to persona design do you have some some good bad examples or some tips for the bot uh, because uh, sometimes uh, that is also very critical what we already a little bit talked about that people expect it is a person but it's not so do you have some tips about bot persona design Sure. Uh, I actually got this, this tip from uh, Jason Gilbert over at Coco Hub, uh, another okay. conversational tech company. I interviewed him a couple of weeks back and he had this awesome tip where he essentially said when he's designing a persona, he, the first thing he does is he looks at the company's social media page. Mm-hmm. He sees how the company phrases its social media posts because what I found is people, or rather what he's found is that people, they might not know how to write chatbot conversations from the outset because it's a very new technology for them. Mm-hmm. And they might be very awkward about it when they try to do that just because it's new, as I mentioned. But most people, most companies at this point have gotten used to making social media posts. They've gotten used to interacting with their users, their readers, uh, their viewers on social media. All right. If you can go to their social media account and if you can see how they're talking in social media, that sort of gives you a sense of who their customer is and how their customer talks. Mm-hmm. And in my experience, that 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 generally serves as a, it's a, it's a good heuristic for understanding better who your bot persona is. Uh, and then the other point uh, I think he made, which is super valuable, um, that our deployment people also do to an extent is essentially not only just looking at that information, but taking it down as notes. Uh, so creating a sort of document where you track all of the characteristics that you note about the way they're talking about so, uh, on social media, about the way that they're talking uh, on their landing page, uh, finding the patterns in that messaging, writing that down, and then using that document as a reference point whenever you are when you're, when you're building the conversation. 
Yeah, that's really a cool tip because, of course, when you talk already on social media to your uh, persona that you're talking to as the bot persona, eh? because that's also a persona, and you know what kind of words they use. Of course, social media is kind of uh, definitely or is definitely short and sweet messages because we quickly look, we bounce, and we put something in, and, uh, and it's very short and sweet. So to look at those texts. That's really a good tip to uh, to understand on how your bot should communicate with which words. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's really cool. Yeah, you already mentioned a little bit about uh, the conversation design. Yeah, this was more about bot persona design. So, so anything that you would like to share that you have experienced around conversation design? Because we already mentioned that's definitely something different. It's um, it's getting uh, a lot of training courses are popping up in that area, of course. But uh, right, you share a little bit there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in terms of conversation design, I think I'm going to fall back to what I mentioned earlier about uh, being human, but I might flesh it out a little bit more. Um, I think that people, especially smaller businesses, the people who are building the chatbot have at some point interacted with a the customer themselves. Um, and I'd say when they are actually designing the conversation, when they're translating that, um, when they're translating the document into an actual mm-hmm. conversation, Maybe I'll maybe, okay. Maybe I'll maybe I will um, maybe I'll split it into two parts. For the first thing they should do is, I think, plan out what the conversation is going to look like, what the conversation structure is going to look like. This is especially true in lead generation use cases, which mm-hmm. is what I primarily focus on. Um, but if you have a set of details that you're asking for, don't just start building out that flow. Uh, decide what order you are going to ask those questions in. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Because. For example, if you are asking for details regarding a car insurance and you start asking about the car that the person owns, you ask for the make, you ask for the model, then don't ask for their email and then ask for the year of the car. It does not make sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Make sure that the conversational flow is structured in a way that's coherent. Uh, And more importantly, this sort of ties into the second point that I was going to make, make sure that the order of the conversation is feels human again a very vague statement but i will qualify it Uh, and what i mean by that essentially is put yourself in the chatbot's shoes this is the second point that i was going to make put yourself in the chatbot's shoes and think about what you would say as a as a person from your business talking to that um talking to to that customer Uh, so in the context of something like message ordering what we see with a lot of a lot of especially finance customers is person lands on their page first question they ask is what's your credit score they don't ask them what their name is they don't ask them what uh, their email is they don't break the ice um that doesn't make sense but if you were in i'm 100 percent certain that if they were on uh, a chat with that person for the first time after clicking their ad a live chat they would not ask that question first so it doesn't make sense for the bot to ask that question as well. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, true. So true. Yeah. And then that principle doesn't have to translate only into the message order. So when you start off, think about the message order and incorporate that thinking. But then when you're actually developing the con- the conversation itself, developing the messages, uh, keep that in the back of your mind. Um, thinking about the chatbot like, um, thinking about the chatbot like you, you are the chatbot. You are talking to that customer. Um, and that really goes a long way in helping you create better messaging that people can actually connect with. So 
the example I gave earlier is a great example of this, the um, acknowledging user input. Um, if you think like a human being, I don't know about you, but I tend to acknowledge user input whenever, I tend to acknowledge the other person's input whenever they message me. Um, and I find that it goes a long way in the chatbots that I build to help establish this human connection with the other person. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, great tips on the order of the conversation and what you ask. And, and, and uh, yeah, related to human, uh, we definitely promote that when you write the conversation down that you sit back to back. Well, going on a time a little bit different with uh, keep the distance, but at least sitting back to back with it uh, so that you practice the conversation, that you see what the other end is saying, so that you adjust right. the conversation and adjust the conversation design. And when somebody is in the, in, in the tripping and saying, hey, what's your credit score and that that, that the person says, and then it's a long, non-linear conversation, of course, but but at least then it's always good to say, well, what, what is he or she going to say? Like, okay, well, let's leave it uh, for later, <laughs> right? <laughs> that can happen. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, very cool, very cool. Now, uh, there are three components in 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 design uh, of course uh, the technology uh, i always say being the last so what was on the first in conversation design so uh, could you share some great insights on you already did some uh, i saw a lot of uh, communication also that you have a great integration with whatsapp but could you share a little bit of your insights and the great things about the tars platform Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say this when you when you mentioned we were going to talk about technology later. This would be an easy question for me because obviously <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I use the the greatest builder on the internet, the Tarzan. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. Completely unbiased assessment. Uh, yeah, right. Um, That's yeah. As the marketing specialist of Tarzan. Exactly. Right? No, exactly. no. But yeah, shoot. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. Um. Sure. I. I mean, if, if you want me to shamelessly plug the TARS platform, in my opinion, I've tried a lot of builders and I feel like the way it's structured, a lot of visual builders don't make sense to me. I'm not going to name specific ones, but I, I jump into them and they, they just don't make any sense to me. I have no idea how to get them around. And I don't think you'll face that issue with the TARS builder. But rather than, rather than, plugging, rather than plugging our platform, um, you guys should just check it out. Nothing I say is going to convince you to do it because I have a vested interest in any of the people listening using the builder. But the one thing I might say on the technology side that I've noticed, especially in recent months, as we've launched our WhatsApp chatbot integration, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, uh, I've noticed some nuances in the differences between whether you where or other, not whether, but where you deploy a WhatsApp chatbot versus where you deploy a web-based chatbot, which is mm-hmm. what we, what we traditional, what our traditional offering is. Um, and it really boils down to the fact that a, a WhatsApp chatbot, deciding what platform you're going to choose, especially when it's a web versus an app-based chatbot like WhatsApp or Messenger, is really going to boil down to one, the sort of use case that you're doing. Um, so customer service use cases tend to work better with WhatsApp, I think, tentatively. Uh, and lead generation use cases tend to work better with the web. And the reason for that is tied to the second point that I was going to make, which is that WhatsApp chatbots are obviously a lot better for recurring use cases. And web-based chatbots are obviously better for one-off use cases um, because it's harder to bring people back to a web-based chatbot. Uh, and what I mean by that is think about lead generation versus customer support with customer support. Someone might come back at some point and need customer support. Um, they might need help with something relating to a product, especially if you're in a service like banking, 
as I mentioned right. earlier, where you have long-term relationships with people. People have a credit card. People have a bank account that's not going to close, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that case, it probably makes more sense to rely on a technology that supports recurring use case like WhatsApp or Messenger or something like that, where they can come back to the conversation in the future and pick up where they left off uh, and ask another question. On the other hand, for a one-off use case, especially like lead generation, probably makes more sense to use a web-based chatbot because one, you don't need that recurring use case functionality. Um, And two, because things like web-based chatbots, these one-time use case, one-time functionality chatbots slot in better to your traditional marketing campaign. So a web-based chatbot at the end of the day is just HTML, CSS, JavaScript. so you can put your marketing tags there. You can use it as a landing page in your Google ads. Um, yeah, and that's a definitely a big, that's a big advantage they have over, um, over WhatsApp chatbots. That is my feeble attempt at an answer to this question. Right. Um, you can retard yeah. it with, with also a web-based chatbot, right? Because I've seen something that I come back into the chatbot is saying to me like, hey, yeah, yeah. I already filled something in, but it was submitted or didn't submit it or... That, that is possible as well, right? From a technology standpoint. It is possible. Uh, there's a couple of ways you can uh, you can do that. You can either get the the user to opt in for a push notification, in which case you can send them a push notification to bring yeah, them back in. Yeah, that's a little bit harsh. Yeah, yeah okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or but if they reached... something that had popped up and say, hey, you're back, right? That's that's based on a right, right, address right. or something, right? Right, yeah, 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 yeah. You can, I find you can that essentially, very cool. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I find, yeah. find that very cool. So some people might find it intrusive on more of a tech guy and think like, hey, that's kind right, of cool. They're, right, right. Yeah, they're right. coming back like, hey, you're back. Glad you're back. It's kind of funny to start a conversation. You do that in a bar as well. So I was thinking, well, that's kind of... Uh, a good, right. a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great, great insights. Hey, uh, last but not least, uh, I like to, uh, of course, always ask for tips and tricks and uh, related to within the formula a little bit as to structure. I hope you, uh, you find it okay. But the, the ultimate first step that, that the people need to take when they would start uh, implementing uh, the one-on-one conversations with a bot, basically, what would be your, 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 your advice be in saying, okay, take this step first and and don't go too quick. Hmm, interesting. Uh, I would say that the first step I would take as a business is ask myself why I'm building this chatbot. Um, and this is not supposed to be like a, any, a deep philosophical question. I just find mm-hmm. that a lot of companies want chatbots just because it's a buzzword mm-hmm. and because they see all of their peers getting chatbots, all of their competitors getting chatbots. Um, and they're like, I want a chatbot just because everyone else has a chatbot. Uh, and in my experience, when you approach chatbots with that mindset, it doesn't really work out. You usually end up producing a end res- result that's not focused. And because it's not focused, it doesn't really do what the user needs. It doesn't really do what you need because it's obviously not doing a good job of engaging your users and then everyone loses in the end. Um, So maybe I can rephrase it like this. A lot of people tend to decide that they want to use a chatbot and then they retrofit it to to a problem in their business uh, as opposed to starting the other way. Uh, The best chatbots, in my opinion, are you start with a problem, you look for the solutions, and then you arrive at chatbots as the solution as opposed to the other way where you start with the chatbots and then you find the problem to fit the chatbot. Uh, so before starting 
with one-on-one conversations through a chat, but that is the one thing I would ask myself as a business, which of those models do I fit? Because if it is, I'm doing a very bad job of marketing chatbots over here as a person who markets chatbots. But if you fit the the model where you just want a chatbot because it's something cool to have <laughs> chatbots, yeah. then you probably need to go and think a little bit more um, about your business, the sorts of problems you're facing and then see if chatbots might be a solution to those problems. Um, yeah, I yeah. totally uh, resonate with that. As, as, as in our discovery, in our first step in the formula, we, we always say, uh, yeah, find the why. And that needs to be a business purpose. So I, I wholeheartedly uh, agree with uh, with that one. Yeah, yeah. So, so hey, uh, thanks so much uh, for all the insights. Thanks for your time. Uh, for this Thank you for having here. me on. Uh, last but not least, uh, and I'll put that in the show notes, uh, where can we find you on uh, on any kind of medium and how can people get in contact with you uh, related to bots? Sure. Uh, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I'd say follow. You can check out our website, obviously. So that's right. hellotars.com. Hello is in the greeting. And Tars as in the robot from Interstellar. Mm-hmm. Um hellotars.com uh, you can also reach out to me on either LinkedIn or uh, I, you said you'd leave the links in the show notes yeah right? I will do that in the show so notes ch- for sure check, yeah, out the, we'll check, out check out those links check out those links and cool. yeah. that's, where, that's where you can reach out to me personally and maybe I'll drop my email over there as well uh, cool. for you guys to reach out marvelous yeah. alright hey uh, thanks so much for uh, being an interview much appreciated great insights and uh Uh, as it's uh, uh, going to be published on Friday. Uh, Have a, a great weekend and thanks again. Thank you so much for having me.